beginning of Act One. So what were some uh, events that happened last last time, Norman, as you were uh, uh, sleeping, dreaming away, thinking of why you're here and what happened? You can leave off mm -hmm. the dream stuff that 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 Irv had. I'm just curious about the session. But I was involved. reading his mind during that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm an um, avid sleep talker. Very descriptive. <laughs> <laughs> and I see this wall in front of me. <laughs> And Godot said, you're not ready for that, man. <laughs> anyway. So, though he wasn't there until the end. Um, so, let's see. We started off by traversing into the cave, uh, leaving Shrike to clear the rubble in our wake. Um, we went about an hour into the cave, and then we found this crack in the wall that was somewhat narrow that... Um, was suggested to lead to the ruins that were aforementioned by the people of Icewall, or the outpost or something. We traversed through there to find an overturned wheelbarrow, leading us, starting to lead us to some suspicions that there were mining operations, perhaps, and that they were disrupted. Um, we crept further into the ruins um, and saw, started seeing bloodstains uh, throughout. Um, but no signs of actual living life, despite how thoroughly we checked the area until we were then ambushed by a bunch of creatures that suffocated and engulfed most of us. Um, most of us. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, until uh, Anaxoria was felled from our negligence to realize that uh, she was taking some damage. The more I slash it, the more it slash her. Mm -hmm. I was the candy in the piñata. They the still candy. got smushed. Yep. Mm -hmm. exactly. You were the pup puppies in the gun. No, I'm not. Well, but eventually. I wanted my prize. <laughs> yep, very good. <laughs> well, here it is. Yep. <laughs> oh. Well, well, we revived Anagoria, um, mm -hmm. and then continued further in, where there was a couple more beastlies. Gricks. Gricks that came to attack us. Weird. Um, Snake, bitey, wormy things. Right? Like tentacle claws. Yeah, so that were like, like kind of like Hydra esque, but it was tentacles mm -hmm. instead of heads. Yeah, and there was a river that ran through it, and there was nothing on the other side of the river. No. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, but as we continued down the path, we found about what was it four or five people? Um, five, yeah. Lord Porcalus, Gaston, Horik, and Elwick. Yes. Yeah. So that's what I've written down. Um, say, I'm sorry, say it again? It was like Lord Porcalus, Gaspin, Horik, and Relic. Okay, yeah. Um, and that they were... Lord Porcalus was here to investigate from Agristone why the uh, silver wasn't producing as much as potentially. Mm -hmm. And to try to uh, expedite that along with his... Um, Fondage. Fondage. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um... So we got them out, uh, returned to our to Murmur and Redmane, mm -hmm. Edgar. Uh, Edgar Redmane, um, and left the Edgar, 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 but Edgar, Edgar, Edgar. And we left to the north again, yeah. where Edgar's. we found Shrike, who had words with Portcullis about his sack of goodies, um, which we then said, as much as you can carry, you can take. And so he loaded up his little cloak and off he trotted until he was least out of eyesight when he made the others carry it. Yes, Shrek, so. re Shrek revealed his sack is not entirely full of 
silver. It is, in fact, full of wagon wheels mm-hmm. and half goats, which he did, did, a, did a bit of munching there, smell the fur and blood and bone shards. Mm-hmm. You also see some humanoid remains still clinging to his voluptuous Bucks. buttocks mm-hmm. as you... Um, so this is not BFG. No, I'm not BFG. <laughs> well, I mean, did you start your phone? I did. Okay. Did she just text you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, I got her text. Okay. I think she just text her. Yeah. Yes. Um, I mean, it's like BFG except for the if you're uh, all the other giants. <laughs> so, um, and then we decided there was some back and forth about you know do we go now or what's the plan? But we decided to rest in the cave and then we walk in the morning to as close as we can get, and then you know it'll be tomorrow's adventuring party. Yep. Problems. So, yep. Indeed. That's kind of where we left off. Very good. Thank you. You three um, retreated in, you know, several dozen feet, feet presumably, and did a uh, double doming to uh, sleep and rest while Shrike was allowed in to a point, but he's like, oh, we all watch. Um, right. Relatively <laughs> shortly mm-hmm. after, um, I believe Annie was on first watch, relatively yep. shortly after you all go, did they go to go sleep and you're watching, he kind of just leans on his side. Just to get comfortable, and then about 15 minutes after that, you hear reverberating in the place. But we Mm -hmm. actually left off, technically, with Urfile having a dream, as the spirit of the mountain speaks to him. Or he's just having a dream. (laughs) Um, Where he, a remembrance, perhaps, less than a a, a dream, a memory of... um, being on the cart, the little prison cart with six other, seven others to Pilgrim's Pass, meeting um, Roost for the first time, and Ariston Botslock, and Hellas, son of Hema, and making the very dangerous, very exhausting trek. No armor, nothing but the sandals on, on, on your feet, water skins filled at Manette natural springs if you're convenient enough to see them at this time of year making your way through the dust and the wind to reach what you hope is a camp and Urfael, while not able to best Hellas in, in hand-to-hand combat um, yep. the dice tell the story mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Um, he didn't quit was, <laughs> was the only one that actually made it to the camp proper once reaching in where that spire stone was with mm-hmm. the Kansei falling to his knee once but refusing to, to give up making his way through until the dust and whatnot stopped and he felt he felt his knees and his hands coughing up really as he's been holding his breath for the last several minutes straight <coughs> dust and sand comes from his hair from his lungs and a black gloved hand comes down lifts you up welcomes you to the, the dead by the time you're, you can see through your eyes again, you see from Gedova's back walking away from you. Hallis saying, don't worry, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get the rest. But a moment of recognition, as this young dwarf was the only one that technically made it on his own power through. The rest of the more experienced um, dead having cloth and um, several water skins and just generally more well prepared for this dangerous trek. With that, um, I would like you to wake up Urfael for, for his watch, him being second watch. 
Yeah, you'll feel something very furry, like on your neck, wiggling, and you'll think it's a spider until you smack at it, and I say, ow, and you realize it's my foot. I'm <laughs> kicking you away. <laughs> Nauching. <laughs> Gently. That <sighs> time already? Uh, yep. <clears throat> you can wake the boy up early, but... Yeah, let him sleep. He's been busy. Big guys to sleep. Alright, that's what he wants you to think. Oh my god. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing weird happened, so. I'll wake you if I need you. Sounds good. Sleep sweet. <clears throat> Always do. Mm-hmm. Part's cute though. Not nah, gonna happen. It's like <laughs> <laughs> I know I you're not sweet. Spread. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Brad. Yeah, um, like things will keep in this one. As you keep watch, um, you are technically the only person of the three of you that could leave the um, barriers without any of them popping. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the two hours of, of your watch, is there anything that you would like to do in particular or just sit in there and keep watch? Yeah. Um, I can go out and back in with no yes. repercussions. If either of them go, their respective barrier will pop. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would just step outside and get some fresh, cool air every now and then. That, and mm-hmm. Yeah, just keep an eye out. Think about my weird-ass dream. Yeah. Why was the cart made of cheese logs? <laughs> yes, that was part of the dream. <laughs> yep. Did that happen? Um, wonderful. Camping out, buffing as much as you, you can these days with magics and, and mm-hmm. cave and well protected by your friends and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Remembering the previous day's events, recounting the, them to yourself and to the rest of us. Mm-hmm. But your memory is harkens back to a time when you were in a place of trees and sun streaming through them. The grass, on a rush, mostly shaded. Comfortable, cool breeze on you. Not the frigid, ice cold up here. Nature. Beautiful thing. You're around nine or ten or so. Moonseeker's with you. She's talking about something. And normally you're the picturesque student but for a moment you just find yourself your eyes closed feeling the earth beneath your feet and that breeze opening them and seeing the way that all the leaves cast thousands of shadows yet they all blend into one woven tapestry that adds just another texture to the ground 
beautiful, isn't it? Mm. Yes. It's peaceful and calming. There is a calmness to nature. But there is a danger to it as well. The same can be true of all people and all things. Are you ready? For what? Your test. You can consider yourself at this time a level one druid. Yay! In wild shape. This is pre the story of you wild shape shaping and being a dog. But you have been with the Kavenya for a bit of time. Uh, enough to learn the most basic cantrips and first level spells. Specifically, um, I might have to make sure it actually has a first level spell. I'm pretty sure it is, but no, I'm doubting myself. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is. Thank goodness. So, give you do hearts and I thought spell, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, speak with animals. Oh, yes. addition to that, um, okay, yep, speaking with animals. And whatever other sort of couple first level cantrips you would probably have from your, current, from your, your, your current list. First level and cantrips. <laughs> yes. Wack ass. <laughs> mm -hmm. I guess as ready as I'm going to be. What would you like me to do? Remember that you are a protector. That is your calling. I believe you may prove me wrong in time. But every blade of grass, every tree here, the flora and the fauna both require protection, tending. But there are some that you must find the strength to protect. She leads you around, and she gestures. And in a clearing, you see an elk. Actually, three elks. And one of them in the lead is Huge antlers come across. Normal elk, not even giant uh, elk. Mm -hmm. And pawing at the underbrush as the other two, one without antlers, one with, but younger. Small family. And sitting on a low branch of a tree, a, a felled tree, and sitting there, barefoot, dirty, filthy on the bottom, is... Morning star. Mm -hmm. As she is blindfolded and sitting there smiling as her feet are just dangling about a few feet off the ground. You just hear oblivious as this lead elk is snorting and pawing 
and makes that sound as it looks. And she is oblivious more than usual. And you notice the, the cotton, the fur and cotton that's been stuffed in her ears as well. Mm. And you see this creature no more than 30, 40, 50 feet from you and about 20 feet from her. In a very aggressive posturing stance, protecting its own, perhaps, but in a stance that is will attack. Moonseeker, without a word, simply steps back and turns around and walks away, not watching, not as a not as a protective. I'm here just in case. But turns around and walks away. I'll see you back at the veil. Hopefully. Both of you. You have precious little time to act. Mm-hmm. I will step forward and look how to speak with animals. The two feathers turn to you and make a sound as the head one turns, and you see it's almost frothing is the wrong word, but like when the horse gets all lathered up and is breathing heavy and its cheeks flared and its nostrils are wet and dripping, this beast very much has that same look. And you have a moment where you realize that this may be, this beast is somewhat feral hmm. for some reason, whether blighted or corrupted or just afraid, but it has worked itself up into a frenzied state. Mm. You've moved 20 feet forward. It now is between you and her. So it's you, it, and her mm-hmm. over over there. It's turned to look at you with these eyes. As you cast, not for the first time, but for the first time in such a scenario, mm-hmm. speak with animals. In a dire situation. Mm-hmm. Dire. Okay. <laughs> Easy. I mean you no harm. Are you, are you all right? And it turns and looks at her and paused, throwing up the dirt and muck. And you see blood trickling down its back leg. Hmm. You see blood trickling down the front leg, too, which is having a hard time holding some more ginger. And it makes a sound as it shakes its head. You're injured. I can help. Enough. 
the blood blue pants. Your breathing settles. And what of my young? be undone so easily. If you have anger, then turn it towards me. If you want blood, then take it. You've had your revenge on some, but the more you attack, the more you kill humans, elves, they will not leave you alone if you rampage. You would give yourself for the girl. Gladly. He'll turn to attack you, then. Balls the nine year old. <laughs> I imagine that Norman's a little depressed. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I like it. No. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> uh, 20 feet away, mm-hmm. it will attack unless you will want to roll in, in, in initiative. Would, would you let it attack you, or would you? Uh, act first, if you wish to. He would let it attack first. Okay. Mm-hmm. So essentially conceding initiative mm-hmm. to it. Yes. Okay. Natural 13. Okay. Um, <laughs> Woo! I'm like, I don't have a lot of health problems. <laughs> no, I mean, you would have 8 plus your... Uh, List of modifier. Or no. Your con. Con modifier, modifier which modifier. would be 2. Two, two so 10. So 10, 10 HP. Add 1 to your death counter after this dream. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> well, considering that it is charging, mm-hmm. it does do an extra 2d6 damage in addition to the 1d6 mm-hmm. of this. Yep, this is probably not going to be deadly. <laughs> that is 10. Yep. Plus uh, 7. Mm-hmm. 17. So 17. Mm-hmm. As it comes forward. And there's a moment where you almost think, like, 
This might be a bad idea. <laughs> this might be a bad idea. Immediately followed by, nah. I'm like, Moonseekers, we gotta be there. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is one of the Druids. <laughs> mm-hmm. As you and your ribs and you are flung, you hit a tree and fall and are out. You do come to mm-hmm. fairly quickly as Moonseeker was never truly far away. And when you come to, the elk are all gone. And she is sitting next to, to, to you, cross legged, her, her hand touching your chest, your lower your lower ribs, as you distinctly heard at least two of them crack. Break. They knit together. It hurts. Mm-hmm. It must not be too long though, because Morningstar is still seated mm-hmm. there. Though she has removed the, the blindfold. It's, it's pushed up in a way that makes her, her long Bang, stick up straight like a like like some mm-hmm. ex- exotic bird. The tufts have been pulled out, bare feet still swinging, about three feet off the, the ground. As she looks at you with concern, and then as she hears you go, oh, 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 as you subconsciously feel the bones mm-hmm. do that, she hear her laughter. Mm-hmm. And Morningstar says, "Sorry." Moonseeker says. So what was the lesson? Mm-hmm. Uh, that anger can always be, can't always be quelled. Vengeance will not always plate the desire for revenge or and that my bones cannot withstand the charging elk. That was not the best way of handling that. But... Very good. I would also say the lesson is if you die, what more can you do? If Morningstar had been struck, if she had been felled, could you not heal her? I've taught you to produce flame. I've taught you to appreciate nature and all the beasts and plants that are reside within. But could you not have quelled that beast with the power that you have? Could you not not have healed her? Yes, I suppose. Your words are your most powerful weapon. And I appreciate you for doing precisely what I knew you would. However, the lesson here was that sometimes your words will not be enough. And if you choose to sacrifice yourself, hoping that the beast or the person that you face will accept your bargain 
you may be disappointed to learn that when you're gone, there are no guarantees. Right. Your life is valuable, Norma. Your biggest flaw, and she cups your, your cheek, is that you don't think that's true. He has a family, and I don't. She pinches your cheek hard. Sorry. Sorry. What am I? What is she? River Song and Autumn Blaze? Many others in the clan. You may not be one of us, and one day you will leave us. But to some, you are a family. You may cast you out one day from our presence, but not from our hearts. Thank you. I'll try to feel the back next time. She will help you up as Morning Stars laughing. She is just laughing and laughing and laughing. You're so stupid. <laughs> you could have thrown fire at it. You could have, you could have like scared it off or something. You could have like let me be hit and then healed me. All I can can do is stab things. Come on, Norwin, think about it. Yeah, that really hurt. Yeah, <laughs> Morn or Moonseeker just puts a, a hand on your shoulder, says, "I will see you both back at the camp or back at the." and she'll turn to leave you to, to whatever you wish to. She's just laughing. She almost to the point where she falls off <laughs> and then just continues to laugh at your expense. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Anything else you would like to add to this, Emery? Any way that you see it ending? Maybe burning her to a crisp or is that <laughs> purely an anaxoria thing with, 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 with royalty? Yep. Entangle. Yep. Slip throat. <laughs> <laughs> Walk away. Uh, probably will uh, use cure wounds on himself then, and just like kind of use it as a medical experience mm-hmm. <laughs> to try to like. Okay, it's got a pop it. Uh, yeah, you keep laughing until next time you're hit by the elk. Oh, maybe I'll let it hit you this time. <laughs> as you and walk up toward her, her um, like you'd have to, you'd have, you could you could get to the tree, but you'd have to walk like underneath her swaying mm-hmm. feet, and no, knowing her, she's kicked you beef, 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 mm-hmm. she's not above that, despite nope. that. Mm-hmm. You have the elk hurt. Yep. <laughs> you hear a... And she, and her, her long ears perk up, and you, yours, your short ones do as, as, as well. You both look, and through the boughs of the tree, there's something barely shifting. Thirty feet away, almost imperceptible if not for the sound, a furry wall, like your heart goes, it must be a bear on its hind legs, or it must be something enormous. 
and your eyes go up. Problem was most beasts that that you see, their ice levels relatively close to yours. Mm-hmm. Never before have you seen one where its eyes were 15 feet up. And you see intermixed with the tree branches of this beautiful forest are mass antlers. And that would be your first time seeing a giant elk. Which you would feel immediate danger from. Mm -hmm. There's also a sense of unbelievable majesty to it. And you know these things are so rare that when they're seen, that's according to Druidic nonsense mm-hmm. and, 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 and whatnot, not, not, you would not think it's me, <clears throat> right, by any means, mm-hmm. but like the sight of a giant elk heralds like the birth of a king or that sort of thing. Hunting them is explicitly forbidden in most realms. So when you see this thing, you simultaneously realize it could squash you, and there would be no coming back from that. There would be not a bone in your body that, uh, that is not to dust. But it simply looks at you with very intelligent eyes and bows its head toward you and then turns and leaves. All right, I'm ready for lesson two. Put the eye back on. Hang on, hang on. Say. the fuck out of here, she says. And Elvish, and then she drops. <laughs> Always been a bit more dexterous than than, than you, and mm-hmm. she pads, she grabs your, she, she, she grabs your wrist and pads. Oh, oh, no, oh, I got oh, it this time. I got it this, <laughs> time. <laughs> this way. This way. This I way. let it hit you. I got it. <laughs> So like, don't be a hero, stupid dumb dumb. Oh no, I'm gonna let it hit you this time. And you guys scamper away, laughing, a sort of a giddy, scared laughter as this mm-hmm. humongous thing with very intelligent eyes walks away from you, mm-hmm. almost silently, despite its massive size. I know. That's when I'm right. He's a squish. <laughs> <laughs> Go. Until mm-hmm. level two, where it got wild shape. <laughs> <laughs> have to make this a pre wild shape. Yeah. Oh, <coughs> fine. Yeah. <laughs> you, me, we're fucking. <laughs> Let's do it. Is this the lesson you wanted? <laughs> <laughs> um, a weird lesson. We'll come back. I'm gonna, I just need, need to flip all the food mm-hmm. once. That's yep. what I want. Sport. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Intermission. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. No. I can like literally see the giddy energy type of thing, you know, like yeah. I haven't felt it in a while, <laughs> but like died. yeah, like well, like I I related to the last time, where, like you were young and did something stupid, you know, where you're like mm-hmm. run quick, like <laughs> yep, <laughs> yep, that's very true. Mm-hmm. Yep, some lessons you have to learn the hard way. That's yeah, a good one. I like that. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm gonna protect it. I'm gonna protect it. <laughs> Oh, oh, not like that. Oh, not like that. <laughs> oh, wait. You mean protect things from it? Oh, oh no. What? <laughs> oh, You okay? I cried every day last week. Oh. I just, my eyes haven't recovered. You should see me. My face gets so swollen when I cry, so. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. That's that cue. Okay, let's get you medicated. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and pause the video temporarily. Oh, okay. Musket fight.